TV Coaches presents Hello IV Coaches listeners This is a new series by Coach Pedari who is a professional certified coach by ICF with 12 years in leadership and 5 years in coaching He will be interviewing his peer executive coaches who have spent years helping organizations and individuals grow their business and achieve their goals. Please join us for this week's interview with Coach Pedari. Good afternoon, good morning, I guess, and good evening in some areas. So welcome back to the Coach Pedari's podcast this week. And I have a great and a very new friend with me here. Um, Robert Mitchell from New York. Robert, welcome. How are you? Thank you you so much. I'm good, Coach Fidari. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm honored and privileged to be here. Well, thank you. I think it's uh, um, right to say that, you know, morning for you, and it must be uh, first thing in the morning today uh, to kick off with. Yeah, yep. Just starting the day over here. Uh, How are things back home? How is the situation? Everything good? Good. Um, you know, New York was one of the places that was initially pretty hard hit by the pandemic, but we have recovered quite well, I want to say. Um, doing as well as we can, for sure. And I guess nothing less than that is expected from New York spirit. I mean, you guys rock when it comes to pulling yourself together as a city, as a state. You guys just are a great example for a lot of people to look up to when it comes to going forward and, you know, doing better. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, yeah, New Yorkers do have a spirit of like, you know, go forward, move on. Let's let's get through this. Absolutely. And this is what we do in Dubai. The same thing. We have a dynamic city just as yours, a smaller one, but uh, definitely uh, a twin sister in the world. So amazing. Robert, I'm just going to go directly to the question and say. Wow, great, great achievements and experience. I mean, I I look into your profile. I'm like really amazed. uh, how much you covered, how much you've done so far, and how much you're going to be doing in the future. Travel coach, cross-cultural consultant. Now, the one I really, really, really get um, curious about is travel coach. Okay. Why and what does a travel coach do? And you know, where did they start all, all, you know, all this together? Sure. So, um, great question. Um, it's a common question <laughs> um, because, first off, what I'd like to say is a travel coach is a lot. Of, let's talk about what it's not <laughs> because it gets confused a lot. <laughs> um, a travel coach is not a travel agent. Um, it's it, this is not the person who is booking the trips. Um, a travel coach more is somebody who's going to help someone help a client think through their their trip the deeper meaning behind why they're traveling and what they're trying to accomplish and what goals are they trying to accomplish through their trip and how can they then take those results that they've achieved on that trip um, and use it push forward to create synergy moving forward throughout the rest of their lives i mean wow um I must say, this is an amazing, amazing uh, area that you're covering. I've come across consultants, but a travel coach, um, if I may say, besides being a cross-cultural consultant, is something the world would definitely uh, benefit from. Give us an example of, um, you know, um, customer engagement. What, what, what would your, your typical customer sound like or be 
Sure. So let's take um, solo uh, solo male traveler um, from the U.S. from California um, reaches age thirty-two, um, and he's searching for meaning in his life. Um, he's he's found that he's in a job that's unfulfilling. Um, he's recently decided to quit his job and he wants to travel, but he doesn't really understand um, what he might be looking for. Maybe he's doing a little bit of soul searching. Okay, that's where I come in. So a conversation with myself would help this person hammer out, okay, now let's try to really find some meaning behind behind where are you trying to go? What are you trying to achieve? Um, what are you what are you aiming to learn about yourself and and where can that help you go so really having this conversation um helping him hammer out some goals and then we would get to more specific like locations which kind of places could help you really get to those goals where did this start well i mean it must have started somewhere and um, when did it start why did it start what was the curiosity behind kicking something as amazing as this off? Yeah, you know, it, and it, it all goes back to to motivation and drive and like, why are we, you know, why do we do what we do in life? And, and my story is um, that I had traveled extensively throughout the world, you know, hit 50 different countries. I was so fortunate to learn four additional languages, immerse myself in so many cultures. I'm saying to myself, I have changed so much as a person. Um, and I have experienced travel on such a deep level. I want to share this gift with other people. I want to show people that travel isn't all about ticking boxes and, and positioning yourself properly in front of the Eiffel Tower for a photo. Don't get me wrong. That's fun, exciting, and cool. And we should still do that. But <laughs> there is a deeper... Um, a deeper purpose, I would say, that we travel for. We travel for meaning, and not all of us understand what that is. So I started thinking, you know, once this pandemic hit and everything, man, um, I think it's caused a lot of people to really dig deep and think about their values and, and really think about why they're doing what they're doing. And travel being such an important part of my life, I started to to really analyze and assess, you know, why do I travel? What do I get out of it? And let me help other people because I've seen so many amazing things and had so many breakthroughs about myself in the world. Let me now help other people do the same. Amazing. And you said pandemic. So we don't talk much about pandemic on the podcast, um, but an interesting point you brought up, I would like to reemphasize on that. Do you think the pandemic will change people's mindset or their view on how travel should be? moving forward? Is that an opportunity? Um, whereas maybe prior to pandemic, we just traveled, right? We just wanted to go places, just spend some time. Uh, some people do it luxury. Some people do it premium select. Some people do it just, you know, you know, like to you know, camper and just go camping somewhere. Do you think the pandemic actually has created opportunities for you in terms of how people will look into travel in the future? You know, that's a great question, Sohail, and definitely. Um, because I think the pandemic has really caused everybody to think about their lives, their priorities, what they're doing with themselves. Are they happy? Does it align with their values? Um, and when it comes to the travel space, I think 
I think people in general are going to be looking for more meaning in their lives, more meaningful interactions. And so when we talk about travel, I genuinely believe that people are going to be looking for more meaningful travel experiences as well. So with that in mind, there's definitely a need for a travel coach to help somebody figure that out, right? To look really deep and, and help people explore their values and, and how they can how they can align their trips with those values. And you said something about um, own travel. So you've traveled across the globe um, and I believe you've been to China. You've been to Japan. Correct. I've actually lived in Japan as well. You've lived in Japan and speak the language. So I do. What was the curiosity behind leaving and going you know, that far, if I may say so, to seek something else, to seek something new and diverse. What was the cause behind your, your first travel? And maybe not the first one, but the, the, the more extensive ones. You know, Coach Padari is a great question. I've always had a passion for people uh, and a curiosity, like a burning curiosity, just a desire to understand more. Um, about people, about cultures. And, and so because of that, it really led me on this um, literally, most recently literally world trip, but throughout the course of all the travels, it's led me all over the world to, um, to, to speak with these people, to, to pick up a few more languages, to be able to better uh, communicate from the heart with these people. Um, just all over, I learned about people and communities because I found that the best way for me uh, to better understand these folks, wherever they are, is to be right there in person. Of course, right now it's hard for us to do that, but before this pandemic hit, you know, be right there and having in-person, like face-to-face -face conversations. Um, yeah, I found that very powerful. And it is indeed. I think uh, the, the more you um, think about the meaning behind any travel, the moment you leave home, uh, there's a purpose. There's always a purpose, but uh, I guess there are different purposes for why we, we seek what we seek. Um, in the last few years, okay, I mean, you're much, much younger than me, so I would not even say uh, 10, but I would say like in the last couple of years, five years, um, is there a new belief, behavior, or habit that just improved your life? One that stands out, that one that you really say, oh, you know what, that's, that's something which really, really changed my life as a coach, as a human being. Um, you know, it's, um, that's a great question. I'm trying to think if there's one. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful. If there are many, you can tell me as many as you want, but I just wanted to. <laughs> um, yes. I would say empathetic listening. So this is a skill that I think is so important for people um, in every profession, um, especially in coaching, you know, and I came to the realization uh, a while back that I wasn't doing that. I think a lot of us, list, we, we, we have a conversation, we're so excited about what we want to say. Um, we're ready to just fire off our, our next uh, paragraph or words and we're passionate about whatever we're passionate. We're in our own world and we're, you know, we're ready to speak about it. And that's natural, right? But, but I think going to the next level, when I realized the value in really focusing on the conversation, listening deeply, carefully, and empathetically to the other person, 
and respond responding in a way that shows that you're listening and responding accordingly. Uh, I just saw a major shift in the dynamic uh, of conversations. Wow, that's a, um, I always um, appreciate when somebody talks about listening. I think listening um, is definitely an area where we can always do better, uh, especially if we're listening uh, without an agenda. Uh, whereas, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about corporate life here. However, um, and many, many of us have perhaps crossed roads in terms of employment organizations where we think someone's listening to us, but in reality, um, they're just looking for signs. Um, there's, no, there's no listening, or as we call it, second level listening happening without an agenda. So thanks for sharing that. I think that's, that's um, definitely can be elaborated further. Um, and I'm going to ask you a very tough one, which is always uh, not appreciated by anyone on the podcast. I'm sorry, I can't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> you can always say no comment, and I mean we can talk to your lawyers. But <laughs> go right ahead. All right. So, how has maybe one or an apparent failure, okay, that has happened to you, set you up for later success? Either a failure, total failure, or a semi-failure, which you would have considered setting you up for success. Um, do you remember one of them or the biggest one? And can you share it with us? And I, I would always call it the favorite failure, right? <laughs> I, I don't I don't dislike this question whatsoever. I actually really like this question. I'm just thinking in my mind right now, I'm trying to give you the best failure that I've had. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. of like how I've failed the hardest or the, or, uh, the, the, the most. Um, hmm. And, and I want to give you an example as I'm thinking through this, I want to give you an example that's like really right. Had had an impact of moving forward. Um, Oh man, this is a good one. You just—it's <laughs> a great one. I gotta—I gotta think. Um, and the silence is always there, by the way. So it's—it's um, it's always. Um, it needs a little bit of reflection. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. There's so many facets, right? Because you got professional, personal, educational. Um, hmm. would it be possible to continue to think on it and come back to the question? Yeah, I mean, I want to give you the I want to give you the best one. Come back <laughs> then I'm you. having trouble pulling the best one out. You're not going to run away. We're going to come back to this. So, from failure, let me go somewhere else. Um, I want to go to Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, right? Um, tell us about Buenos Aires. Sure, beautiful city. Um, spent a semester there, okay. um, studying Spanish, um, and guess what? Boom! We just we just got back to your last question. Here's biggest failure, <clears throat> right there. I didn't know right that. There. But... <laughs> yeah, thank you. You just led me to the. <laughs> you just led me to the to the answer. <laughs> biggest failure um, occurred in Buenos Aires. Um, here's why. 
I studied Spanish for years. Um, I thought to myself, well, I have a decent vocabulary. I'm good with grammar now. Now, okay, good. Put me in a real world setting, right? So I do my semester abroad. I get down to Buenos Aires. I think, wow, my Spanish is fine. It's great. There's no problem. And I proceeded to not understand anything. <laughs> initially, initially, like what happened, right? What happened? Okay, so here, so here's the failure is thinking that, okay, because I have studied this in school, I'm now a Spanish master. No, uh, actually got down there and realized, wow, not only do I, you know, not, am I not able to comprehend now, this is initially yeah, um, what's going on, um, because a lot of it is the slang, their accent. It's very different. It's something I had never been exposed to before. But the difference was natural, real, one-on-one, in-person interactions versus you know learning out of a textbook and, and all that. Very different. Um, so, yeah, so definitely uh, you know, thought to myself that I was able to communicate no problem and initially – was not now that's not to say that I didn't leave that country five months later with the ability to do that, but um at least initially, you know I think failure like being like naive uh overconfident in my abilities without having had real continued interaction with people in that language and I mean it, a failure doesn't have to be bigger than that i think uh you you pointed out on in an area where um being too comfortable sometimes leads us to certain uh, decisions that can also have, uh, you know, a bit of a tough consequence. Now, um, the fact that you went all the way uh, with the courage of going and learning and getting yourself in an environment which is not home, that's applaudable. And I think that's what's part of your cross-cultural gift, I think, to humankind. So from travel consultant, sorry, from a travel coach, okay, not consultant, from travel coach, Inc. to cross-cultural consultants. What's in common? So the common theme connecting those two roles is really the um, it's the it's the passion for travel, language, and and culture, and it, and it connects because with the travel coaching, right? Um, we're, we're talking about helping people achieve their goals through travel and travel the type of travel that um that i've done and i think you know a lot of clients will do is involving other people involving other cultures a lot maybe just involving themselves um but also potentially learning a new language to be able to better uh, really interact and engage with a new group of people and then and then that that ties right into the cross-cultural because what is cross-cultural all about it's about helping people understand the concept of culture uh, and then how, how are how is it with their own cultural lens? How are they seeing the world, and how do they need to understand that a new uh, or a different group of people that they haven't interacted with yet? How does that how does that group of people how does that culture see the world? Um, so there's that common theme of um, culture, and of course you'd have to you know different cultures are located in different places, which involves travel. And then there's the language element there too. Um, a lot of times people in other cultures don't necessarily speak the language that we do, at least their first language. So perhaps we have to learn a little bit of a couple new phrases in a new culture, new language. And again, um, 
culture, the world culture is so, uh, in my eyes, it's so simple, uh, um, but it can be as sophisticated as you can make it um, when, it's, uh, when it's not uh, perceived or it's not really understood. When you don't have, an, you don't put an effort into understanding somebody else's culture. And, you know, culture can be home, can be a workplace, and can be a country or a city and a state, uh, as a matter of fact. Now, Absolutely. how do we make it a better place? I mean, you know, someone comes to you and says, Rob, um, how, how do I live cross-culturally aware? What, I mean, regardless of where we come from, uh, as long as we have an open mind, how do I do that? I don't necessarily understand uh, maybe Chinese or, or, or um, Russian or, or English, uh, American spoken, or the, you know, the diverse Arabic languages we've spoken in the Middle East and Northern Africa, et cetera, et cetera. How does a person better themselves or, or work on themselves to become a bit more aware of cross-cultural abilities? You know, so hell, that's a great question because you think about how many cultures are out there in the world. Like how much time would it take you to become an expert on everyone? Yeah, that's so difficult, right? So how do we, how do we have this mindset? How do we, how do we sort of, how are we prepare ourselves to be ready to interact with other cultures and, and be culturally aware, as you said, um, in your question, you actually mentioned, what I might say, what I probably would say is the strongest piece of the answer is open-mindedness, is, is keeping an open mind. And that's one of the key things that's so important because we really need to open our perspective. We need, we need, to, we need to be open-minded about learning more about other people and understanding that while we all have the same basic needs, um, other cultures have other ways of achieving those results. Um, and getting those needs met. Um, and they may often be different, sometimes drastically different than the methods that we're used to. Um, so really keeping an open mind um, and being, being aware that we have our viewpoints and our paradigms based on our experiences, and that's our reality. But that is not necessarily, and oftentimes not, um, the reality of another person or another group of people that we'd we don't understand so well. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, um, especially if we base our you know, understanding on others' um, studies or comments or researches. I think we, we tend to read a lot about another culture before we actually um, reach out to it, right? Uh, um, whether it is West, East, North, South, it really doesn't matter. I think within a country, there's a, there's a big misunderstanding sometimes with cultures as well. Um, mm -hmm. So this one is a bit broad, but um, if you can share with us, um, what is one of the best and most worthwhile investments you've ever done? And now it can be anything. It can be time, it can be the energy invested in somewhere or your money. What is one great investment you've done in any area, if you, want, if you can share it with us? Sure. <clears throat> um... So you're not going to be surprised by this answer. Travel. <laughs> I, I was almost, I was almost getting the answer, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> um, and I would say that, um, and it's been an investment of time 
energy, and money, all three of the factors that you mentioned. And, and here, here's why. It's something that it's just, it's so powerful to understand just other groups of people. And I, and, and you by, through this process, I have just of extensive travel, I should say. We're talking anywhere from five weeks to 14 and a half months, so hell. Um, wow. Yeah. So by really getting out there, you just into the rugged real world and understanding that my, my small world is not the world, not in the least bit. Uh, there is so much more to this world that I have to understand. And by doing that, I really grew as a person, um, developed just skills of independence, responsibility, um, budgeting. So many amazing things came out of uh, the travel. Um, so that piece, and, and you know, that's, as we mentioned, such a driving factor why I want to show other people um, the importance in, in, in investing in, in travel and thinking about um, their, their travel, their motives, and, and so on. I think there's no better example than actually leading uh, by example, right? Uh, I think if I come to a travel coach, uh, like you saw, I'll be more comfortable when a person has traveled the world and uh, speaks uh, from experience. So keep on traveling, my friend. I think that's, uh, that's something that's uh, definitely an investment that it's, uh, you spend money and time, but I think the return on investment is so much higher than anyone can expect. Um, yeah, coach, I want to... I would just want to add one more thing, and I want, would want to say that a lot of times in life, I've just seen people have these ambitious goals, <clears throat> things they know they really want to do, and um, they they can get shut down by the opinions or of, of oftentimes people who are meaning to help. Um, and so I, I would just want to offer the advice that if you know that something is really right for you, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people told me I'm crazy to go on every trip I took. You know, but had I not done that, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. So if you know that what you are setting out to do is right for you, do it. Um, you know, it, that would be my advice. It's a great advice. And I, I think um, I, I definitely emphasize that that's uh, travel makes us grow. And once you travel, you're never the same person again. It's impossible to be um, the same person again. Um, and now... Uh, again, you know, not going back to pandemic, but I mean, the couple of months we've passed and the couple to come um, has put us into isolation somehow, countries by countries. And people tend to now, um, you know, kind of emphasize how great it is to um, focus on traveling within their own countries. And that's like a booster, right? You know, want to boost your own economy, you want to boost your own uh, national pride. And then do you sense that there's a bit of exaggeration or maybe that's just uh, the, the, you know, the normal phase after the pandemic that people are so much now um, emphasizing how great it is to be at home and that they would rather stay at home than go anywhere else? Uh, or is it just um, a phase? You know, that's a good question. It, it may be a phase, and I think it's also going to, um, I think it's going to depend who you talk to because I've spoken to some folks and, and you know, <clears throat> they've really been uh, taking advantage of traveling locally, domestically, like you're saying. Um, you know, we've even seen an an increase in road trips, right? People like right. because this small personalized kind of bubble with people you know, and you're in your own car, and you know, so there's less kind of risk there. But I think you'll also speak to folks um, I have as well that 
are thinking about it like, okay, so this is all we can do right now, but um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do this um, domestic travel for now until uh, we're ready to open up and, and travel uh, internationally again. And, and some folks are, are, are nervous to go anywhere and whatever boat anybody is in right now, that's totally cool totally fine because everybody has different ideas on it and that's what makes us diverse and human beings um but i will say i think the excitement's definitely growing i think people have i would say that it's great that people have been thinking about really appreciating their own country and doing more domestic travel and i think now itching for that uh next step um sort of never having thought oh i never thought i couldn't um just take off on a plane and now that now that it's so complicated right now oh wow i can't wait to do that again kind of thing yeah. I think that's right on the spot, and we can see that everywhere, even in, in you know where, where I live in Dubai, and usually in the hottest months of the year, which is July, August, you know, a lot of expats tend to go back wherever their first home was and our second home, uh, and we see, you know, people exploring now. I mean, you know, I go hiking uh, with my wife every weekend, and uh, uh, you know, now we're out of Dubai, but you know, we go hiking at, at 7 p.m. and onwards, and. I'll be honest. This is um, it's, it's a great moment to explore uh, other sides of the city or the country, um, but yeah, I, we we look forward to the opening of, of the world so that we can travel again. I think, um, you know, again, travel is a blessing, uh, and it teaches you a lot about yourself. Coach, I just want to say, I'm so glad that you mentioned the timing in which you're going on hikes because, having been to Dubai during the summertime myself. Anything before 7 p.m. or you may say 6:37? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't even what, understand the true meaning of heat until I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's only me and my wife up in the mountains. So I don't see much many people, myself and her. But uh, we're having a thrill, and it's been a blessing to be able to go hiking, even if it's um it's a bit too hot. But uh, to your point, um, it's uh, it's definitely an opportunity that's coming up, right? Um, you know, uh, for a travel coach, for a cross-cultural consultant. And you've done your studies. I mean, you've, you, you're an intercultural masterclass um, um, candidate. So tell us about the masterclass in intercultural um, uh, studies. You know, what have you done? What, what did you learn? Join us on the next episode for the rest of the discussion.